You are Locked On 49ers Postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Bay Area on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, what's up everyone and welcome to the Locked On 49ers Postcast. I'm Eric Engel, a.k.a. Triple E, former producer for the Murph and Mac Morning Show at KMBR. And man, I I am heartbroken. This is the worst Super Bowl loss in 49ers history. The single most gut-wrenching, rip-your-heart-out into a season I have ever endured for any team that I have been a fan of. If you're around my age, I'm 30. You haven't seen a Super Bowl win for the 49ers. How much closer can you get without actually winning the damn thing? How many third downs can one guy convert? Mahomes just willed the Chiefs to victory and proved why he is still the best quarterback in the game. This sucks. This hurts. I'm going to try and get through this show without without crying, without cursing. Hopefully, I, I'm just going to try and make it through this 30 minutes. Much love to all the 49ers faithful out there enduring this pain as well. We'll, we'll break this whole game down and all the painful permutations. But first, I want to thank all of you for watching, uh, for watching us on the Locked On Sports Bay Area YouTube channel. Please hit that subscribe button. Also, thanks for listening on the Locked On 49ers podcast feed. Make sure to check out Locked On 49ers daily show for more in-depth coverage. And of course, this episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Man, I got all these notes here where I wanted to like recap all these key moments from the 49ers game and explain to you guys why Jawan Jennings was going to be the most unlikely Super Bowl MVP we've ever seen. The first player to throw and catch a touchdown in a Super Bowl other than Nick Foles when, you know, shout out the Philly special um, or maybe not because, you know, those Eagles fans you know, who, who really likes them anyways. But <sighs> this game, the Niners felt like they had it under control the whole time and start to finish this game was earmarked by self-inflicted wounds the entire game, the entire game. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about really, you know, Brock Purdy showed up to play, and we'll talk about that too. We'll talk about the cardiac stress that Jake Moody has inflicted already in one season on this entire 49ers fan base and how that missed extra point is going to loom so large in every 49er fan's brain for the next, for the rest of my lifetime and how Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL and the real life boogeyman for every 49ers fan going forward. It, I, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss, man. This, this is, this is painful. This is sheer pain and Purdy just, oh man, with when he had to have it in the late in the fourth quarter, just a perfect flawless drive. The only thing you wish you could have seen on that last play Chris Jones blew it up. He didn't even have a chance, but Jawan Jennings on the 49ers last offensive play in, in, in overtime, Jawan Jennings breaks free 
has a wide open look at a touchdown and Purdy just the play is blown up by Chris Jones and Purdy has to throw off his back foot and just throw the ball away. But Jawan Jennings was wide open for a Super Bowl win right there. It was that close. It was that close the entire night, this whole game. I mean, oh man. You you had Brock Purdy converting on all these third downs. You had Patrick Mahomes converting on I mean, how many third downs did that guy convert in overtime? It just third and fourth downs. It was just just crazy. A Hargrave stuff and other stuff. Pacheco early on in the drive. He forces a fourth and one. Mahomes scrambles for it and converts. Uh, then he gets a big conversion on third and seven to Rice. Mahomes tucks and runs on another third down right after that and gets into the red zone. Then he finds Kelsey down to the five-yard line. And then, of course, the final backbreaker, touchdown pass to Nicole Hardman for a three-yard score. We were... Going into this game, one of the main matchups I was looking to watch was the 49ers run game versus the Chiefs D, the run D specifically. And that, that I mean, that proved to be a matchup to watch. You know, the 49ers kind of got away from that run game early in the second half and seemed to lose their rhythm offensively. And that was a that allowed the Chiefs to kind of come back and squiggle their way back into this game. And it's and it's Patrick Mahomes. He you got to lay it on them. you got to keep the gas pedal on. And, and it's not that the 49ers didn't try to do that. They definitely did. Getting away from the run game did not help. Did not help. And the, this, this Christian, Christian McCaffrey had a nice game. He was, you saw him rolling at the end. Uh, the 49ers were wearing the chiefs down. Um, the chiefs defense looked tired, but you know, Chris Jones is one of the most single impactful players. If you had to pick one guy on this Chiefs team not named Pat Mahomes, that was a problem for the 49ers for this entire game. It was Chris Jones. You saw him and Parnell. Oh my gosh. Both of these D tackles for the Chiefs just lived in the 49ers backfield today. And the amount of hits that Brock took, it just popped right back up. Like big, big, big testament to just the toughness of a Brock Purdy. And to keep coming out and just putting the ball, delivering the mail, putting the ball right on the money time and time and time again, Brock had a game like Brock was Brock was Brock was on. He he did what he needed to do uh, to win this game. And unfortunately, the defense couldn't get it done. Uh, Brock finished with 255 pass yards, one touchdown, no picks, um, 23 of 38 um, passing, which is not. What you usually see passing completion percentage wise from from Brock Purdy and of course Pat Mahomes, who I'm assuming is gonna win the Super Bowl MVP. I am I am not watching that garbage. I, I immediately turned off uh the uh national post game. I, I cannot bear to sit and watch another another Chiefs Super Bowl celebration, all the Taylor Swift shots, man. I am I, I'm not going to come and attack Swifties and say Taylor Swift shouldn't be a part of this storyline because she obviously is, but I can tell you I am so thoroughly sick and tired of this storyline at this point in my life. I I don't I just don't even need this anymore. I don't I don't I don't. And, and, and I'm someone who actually kind of enjoyed her music as like a little guilty pleasure, but this I don't know if I can ever do that again. This completely ruins it for me. I will never be able to think of 
hear the name Taylor Swift and not think of this 49ers Super Bowl loss. This is the worst Super Bowl loss in 49ers history. The defense came to play and covered up these mistakes all night long until they just couldn't do it anymore. The defense looked gassed. Fred Warner was the only guy moving out there on those final drives. Man, this hurts. This hurts big time. 49er faithful, I feel you. If you feel me, let me know in the comments below. On the other side, we'll get more into uh, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, self-inflicted wounds. 49ers play uh, on defensive side of the ball. The just, you know, we'll 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 continue breaking down all the permutations of this pain. We're gonna get through it somehow. We're gonna get through it somehow. Not sure how, but we'll do it. Coming back on the other side, you're watching Locked On or listening to Locked On 49ers postcast on Locked On 49ers on Locked On Sports Bay Area or on the Locked On 49ers channel. Thanks so much. We'll be right back. Today's episode of Locked On Sports Bay Area is brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. With Prize Picks, you can earn up to 25 times your money this football season, and it is super simple and straightforward to use. In just about 60 seconds, I can make my picks and submit my entry. And here's what my play was for the Super Bowl since I don't have another game to tease for you guys. I had Purdy more than 13.5 rush yards. CMC more than 1.5 touchdowns, Kittle more than 0.5 touchdowns, and Pat Mahomes more than 264.5 passing yards. So as you can see, uh, that did not hit for me. It was close. It was close, but no cigar. And again, it is super simple and straightforward to place your bets and withdraw your winnings. So right now, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. It's PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome back to Locked On 49ers Postcast. I am your host, Eric Engel, a.k.a. Triple E from the Murph and Mac Show, formerly on KMBR. I'm trying to find a positive for you guys. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find a positive. And, and one, one kind of cool thing that happened before the game, uh, Pat Willis enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Pat Willis is probably my personal favorite 49er. Uh, I, I absolutely love Patrick Willis. Uh, had a, had the pleasure of briefly talking to him uh, during my time as a producer at KMBR and uh, just consummate, consummate professional, sincerely nice, genuine guy. Um, and, and I can't tell you how great it is to just know that about somebody that, that you grew up just rooting for like that. I mean, just super great moment. You saw him absolutely juiced on the field before the game uh, during the enshrinement. So shout out Pat Willis. Number 52 will live forever in Canton, and I, I'm so happy about that. He should have made it last year, but that's okay. He got in. We're happy about it. There's a positive for you guys. Now, we got we to gotta discuss some of these self-inflicted wounds. And it starts 
with Jake Moody. And it has been an adventure with this kid for the entire season. And I understand why the 49ers felt like they had to move on from Robbie Gold. And they went out and got the big leg kicker that seems to be the trend of the NFL. Robbie Gold could not kick 50 plus yarders. So we did see, you know, some things from Jake Moody tonight that, that Robbie Gold flat out would not have been able to do. Jake Moody for, uh, you know, about like a couple hours had the, had the Super Bowl record for the longest field goal uh, ever in the Super Bowl. And, and then you saw Harrison Butker uh, break that record. Uh, Moody's kick was 55 yards and then Butker nailed one from 57. So at least Jake Moody can still have the record for the longest kick by a rookie in the Super Bowl for whatever that counts. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, this kid has been up and down all season long, missing kicks at big moments in games. Sometimes the Niners have been able to overcome it and sometimes they haven't. And today they couldn't do it. If just imagine if the Chiefs needed a touchdown in that last drive instead of just a field goal in regulation. Totally changes the complexion of how this this of how this game could have played out. This 49ers defense was absolutely solid in the red zone today. Absolutely solid. Not giving up points, um, not giving up touchdowns in the red zone. Um, let me just pull this up for you guys really quick here. I, I meant to write this down. Their uh, red zone, uh, they they were. Two for six in the red zone. Two for six, the Chiefs were. But of course, uh, one of them being that that pass to Mar Marquez Valdez-Scantling, where he was just wide open in the end zone. And then that final play to Nicole Hardman for the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Man, that just is so painful to say. But Jake Moody, back to Jake Moody. That extra point, it was blocked. Yes, air quotes, blocked. Uh he hit that ball off his ankle and hit the top of the ball and just drove that straight into the line. I mean, he he got zero lift on that kick. And this is a PAT, a PAT. You know who never missed a field goal or PAT in their postseason career? Robbie Gold, who's sitting on a couch somewhere, not on this 49ers roster. And I can't think of a time where I needed a kicker, a surefire kicker as bad as I needed one in this game for this 49ers team. And Jake Moody couldn't get it done. And I'm not saying the whole game is not predicated on this one play. There were so many, so many false start penalties that, that hurt the 49ers in this one. That's very, very uncommon for this team. False starts is and, and, and penalties like that are, are the signs of undisciplined teams, not Super Bowl caliber players not in in one that was absolutely huge for the 49ers in overtime the they're driving they're they're right there in the goal at, at third and four I'm, I'm sorry back up a little bit there there was a holding call on the backup tight end who came in for george kittle when he briefly went out with a shoulder injury in overtime Resulted in a second and long. Brock comes back, finds Juice for a 13-yard gain. Eliminates that. It eliminates that. Throughout this whole game, there were so many times the 49ers put themselves behind the sticks, but 
they needed another big conversion from Purdy on another big third down. And he just couldn't get it done. He just couldn't get it done. He had so many, so many times where he did convert. His luck had to run out eventually. Even great players, you can't, you can't convert every single time. If they do, they're not just great, they're generational. And that's what we saw on the other side of the ball with Pat Mahomes. All these false start penalties, all these holding penalties, the Niners kicked themselves all day long in this game. All day long. And Brock made so many off-schedule plays despite all of this. And and I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and complain all night long about this. Not a single, if I remember, not a single holding call called on the Chiefs. You had Chase Young just getting tackled. Nick Bosa getting tackled on the edges. Uh, uh, Hargrave even got a sack on a play where he had a lineman's arm like like hooked around his neck as he's trying to catch up to Mahomes from behind him. I just, I don't know how you keep the flags in the pocket for, for that long. Another massive self-inflicted wound, wound we can't uh, we can't ignore was the muffed punt. Just an absolutely terrible, terrible luck moment. Uh, I don't know how the punt re- the punt uh, the punt return team doesn't have a signal. I don't know if if Daryl Luther Luther did not hear the signal or or what was going on, but the 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 punt kicked off his back leg while he's trying to set up blocks for McLeod. Ray 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 McLeod, to his credit, almost almost snared it, but he couldn't snare that that hot shot loose ball. Very next play results in a Chiefs touchdown from Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and the Chiefs took their first lead of the game, 13-10. to And that, folks, felt like the game changer here. That was the moment where the 49ers stopped running the football. It started to feel more like a Patrick Mahomes game and less like a San Francisco 49ers game. And the 49ers did have a lot of injuries to overcome in this one as well. These are not excuses. These are just facts. Um, Christian Feliciano... Uh, goes down in the third quarter with an injury. Kittle came out in overtime with a shoulder for a couple plays. Uh, you saw Debo come out with a hamstring for a couple plays. One guy who I feel like the 49ers really missed, and I just really wanted him on the field for this last drive in overtime, was Dre Greenlaw. We'll get into that loss on the other side and how much that affected this 49ers team. And what it kind of made me think of, uh, harking back to those, uh, we talked about one of the guys, you know, Patrick Willis, harking back to that era of 49ers teams, there was there was a stark image that popped up into my brain when I saw Greenlaw going into the tunnel. We'll get into that a little bit more on the other side. And we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll try and get through it together. We'll try and get through it together. This is the Locked On 49ers postcast on the Locked On on the Locked On Sports Bay Area channel and on the Locked On 49ers podcast. I am your host, Eric Engel. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. DoorDash went all out for game day and DoorDash stuff from all the ads to one lucky winner. Cars, snacks, even tax software for their Super Bowl promotions. I'm wondering if they're even sending cars out to people. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, even... Michael Sarah's Sarah V. I, I thought that that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good one too. I wonder if Michael Sarah himself brought that to the winner. Anyways, 
who has the time or energy to cook or or pick up last minute items during the big game or any other game for that matter i don't care if it's warriors niners whatever or maybe you're at home your your at home bar has been mysteriously cleared out after today's festivities. I know mine's probably going to be pretty cleared out uh, right as soon as this show is up. Uh, trust the fine people at DoorDash to keep you stocked up and locked on to all of the action on the field. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app and get everything you need delivered. Again, DoorDash, your door to more. Welcome back to the Locked On 49ers postcast. I'm your host, Eric Triple E Ingle. You might know me from the Murph and Max show, which I produced for a couple years at KMBR. And we're going over the absolute heartbreak, just the just, I don't know, downtrodden ending to this 49ers game. I just, I'm running out of words. I'm running out of emotions. Not running out of emotions. Filled to the brim with terrible Terrible emotions right now, but it is, we're going to get through it, 49ers fans. We have a lot to look forward to in coming seasons. We'll talk about the playoff window in a little bit and how much longer that can stay open for. But first, we got to discuss Dre Greenlaw. This team feels like there's some kind of curse haunting it. And in again, I'm not going to use injuries as an excuse, but... Uh, they they still had every opportunity to win this game despite this happening. But Dre Greenlock, uh, uh, we don't know if what the injury is, but from from a totally observational, non-doctoral reference point, you know, guy running off a line on a non-contact injury, going down and immediately grabbing the ankle, that says Achilles to me. And Wow, what a loss that proved to be for the 49ers. You saw Burks getting beat over and over and over again uh, by Pacheco to the corner, by by Kelsey to the corner. They were hunting Burks on defense, and he he held his own. He did a great job, but he is not the linebacker that Dre Greenlaw is. He is not the leader, the intensity. You saw the intensity Dre Greenlaw brought to this team in the first half. I mean, he when he was on the field, he was flying around him and Fred Warner near the ball, every single tackle, every single play. And that's the intensity, the heart, the soul of this 49ers defense. And you needed that going forward. The 49ers still played great, great, phenomenal, Super Bowl caliber defense the rest of this game without him. But when it mattered the most, I kept thinking, man, I wish Drake Greenlaw was here to help spy Patrick Mahomes on these final drives to keep him from from ripping off these 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 scrambles from from getting breaking that edge contain and and just gashing the Niners repeatedly repeatedly on runs up the middle on runs on the outside there were very few of these plays that the 49ers were able to stop and I, I thought Tony Romo did a great job on the broadcast explaining why the Chiefs don't do this in the regular season because of the Injuries Mahomes has sustained in the past on those bootlegs, on those runs, but you saw him do plenty early of early in his career, and he still can do them. Um, again, Patrick Mahomes, best player in the NFL, bar none, can do it all, and that's enough. Just another weapon in his bag, and he's talk about a bag. Mahomes got the no look throw, the deep passes, the the scrambles, the the sixth sense of feeling feeling pressure. I mean. Uh, 
thoroughly impressed by Patrick Mahomes. We'll never not be thoroughly impressed by Patrick Mahomes, but he will forever be the boogeyman for the San Francisco 49ers. And, and I, I wish we had the 49ers own version of the defensive boogeyman who is Dre Greenlaw, the enforcer to lay some hits, lay some lumber to, to, to when Patrick Mahomes is running over the middle, like untouched to, to make him feel you, you know what I mean? And, and convince him to not do this again. I'm not trying to advocate for anybody getting hurt, but the amount of, of open running lanes this guy had, the, the lack of pursuit to the ball that the 49ers defense had was troubling at times. I mean, the only guy who was locked in start to finish was Fred Warner. And I think if Drake Greenlaw's on the field, he Fred would have his his Robin to his Batman, his, his his that tandem that is the best linebacker tandem in the NFL, and it's just not the same when he's not out there. And we missed it. We missed Drake Greenlaw tonight. We really did. Hopefully, he can back be back next season because next season is when things are really going to start to mount up for the 49ers. They are not going to be able to keep this roster together in its current fashion much longer past next season because you know who comes becomes contract extension eligible at the end of next season is Brock Purdy. 49ers are going to pay this guy. They have to. They absolutely have to. You think about the tumultuous journey it has been at quarterback since, I mean, Jeff Garcia, if you want to give Jeff, or Al, I mean, Alex Smith was here for a really long time too, but even that had its peaks and its valleys. I love Alex Smith, the 49er, and, and, and we'll never forget that epic playoff game against the Saints. There's some, some good memories for all of us, uh, 49er faithful, but it was an adventure with him as well. And, and 49ers fans have always wondered what would have happened if they took the hometown kid, Aaron Rodgers, instead of Alex Smith. And and then you had, you know, CJ Beathard and, and, and all, you know, all the adventures after and, and Nick Mullins and, and all these different guys. And then you have Jimmy Garoppolo come in and just not, I mean, if the 49ers had Jimmy Garoppolo in this game, there's no, no chance that they're in this game in overtime, zero, absolute zero chance. They need Brock Purdy. They will re-sign him. He is the quarterback of the future for this team. He is not going anywhere. But half the reason, not half the reason, the entire reason the 49ers are able to construct their roster the way they have is because Brock Purdy is on a rookie contract. He'll be contract extension eligible next season, and they're going to have to pay the guy. What do you do about other guys? All these other skill positions, all these linebackers, all, I mean... Talanoa Hufanga, hopefully they'll get him back next year too. They got to pay him too soon. All these guys they're going to have to pay. And I they can't, I don't know how they're going to, where they're going to find the money. They're going to be searching, search, couch surfing all the, all the seats at, 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 at uh, Levi's looking under him for coins at, at this point, trying to pay all these guys. And the 49ers are not strapped for cash. It's just, that's, that's, that's just the, the reality of trying to keep a team like this together. There are so many superstars all the way across this team. Who knows how much longer they're going to all be here for. This has been a ride to say the least. And this was probably their best shot at winning in, in, in all the Super Bowls that I've seen. I mean, I think of the Colin Kaepernick, uh, Michael Crabtree hold the, the Jimmy, Jimmy Smith 
hold on Crabtree that was never called. It was either holding or pass interference, but you can't tackle a guy at the line of scrimmage. This is a more painful loss than that. This is a more painful loss than Greg Roman deciding to throw the ball four times in the red zone with the number one rushing offense in the NFL back when they lost to the Ravens. This is more painful than that. This is more painful than watching Jimmy G overthrow Emmanuel Sanders right into the arms of a Chiefs defender and watching Pat Mahomes come back last time. The only thing worse than watching it then is having to watch it a second time tonight. Patrick Mahomes has absolutely decimated the hearts of 49ers fans everywhere, and he will live in infamy in the city by the bay and throughout the entire San Francisco Bay Area. This sucks. This sucks. There's no other way to couch this. There's no other way to say this. This sucks. And I am I I I am hurting just as much as the rest of you 49ers faithful are. Again, this is the most single most gut-wrenching rip your heart out end of a season I have ever endured for any team that I have been a fan of. How much closer to winning a Super Bowl can you get without actually winning the damn thing? Oh, it's going to be a long off season. It's going to be a long off season, but I do expect the 49ers to be right back there with a vengeance next year. That's about all the time that we have for today. Try not to think about that Jake Moody miss as much as I know I'm going to be thinking about it for the next eternity, (laughs) but thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for suffering through this, this, this post game with me. Kansas City Chiefs take Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas over the 49ers as they come up just short. And Patrick Mahomes, the boogeyman, does it again. Best player in the NFL. At some point, you got to just put your hands up and say, what are you going to do? Thank you so much for, for, for staying with us. My name's Eric Engel. This is the Locked On 49ers postcast on the Locked On Sports Bay Area channel. Thank you, however, you're getting us on YouTube on the Locked On 49ers podcast channel. We'll be back tomorrow after the Warriors Jazz game, recapping that. It is a huge game for Warriors playoff positioning and a nice, nice distraction for all you Bay Area sports fans. Let's focus on those playoff bound dubs and find some way to get through this offseason. Thanks for joining. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm Eric Engel. See you next time. Peace.